morning, dear listener. You're welcome to Nasco Moments. How many times have you washed your hands today? Remember to always stay safe. I'm your host, Hudun Yang. Today we shall talk about skill acquisition and the Industrial Training Fund's success story. Vocational training, technical development of human resources, and skill acquisition are critical to Nigeria's economic development. Without the right knowledge, all other factors of production are irrelevant to the production process. In Nigeria today, there are so many knowledge gaps in many roles. These have affected organizational productivity, leading to unproductivity and ultimate loss. Accumulation of these losses has led to the lackluster performance of the Nigerian economy. The ITF has, however, fixed some of these gaps and has gotten several organizations up to speed as per modern methods, processes, and practices. On the Nasco Moments show this morning, we have craftswoman Lami Seledakwak, the Director, Technical Vocational Skills Training Department, ITF Headquarters. You're welcome to the show, ma'am. Thank you. Stay tuned, Bye. listener. We shall return after this break to talk about skill acquisition and the Industrial Training Fund's success story. Brightex, white detergent, Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans dip stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright and clean. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. You're welcome back to NASCO Moments. I'm Hudun Gang and our topic for today is skill acquisition and the Industrial Training Fund's success story. Our guest today is craftswoman Lami Seledakwak, the Director, Technical Vocational Skills Training Department, ITF Headquarters. So we'll get the show on the road. Um, can you tell us what uh, is the importance of skill acquisition to the Nigerian economy? Um, thank you. Um, the importance of skills acquisition in the Nigerian economy is, in fact, it cannot be said. It's something that should be looked into and pursued vigorously uh, because it's a catalyst for job and wealth creation, reduction of poverty. In fact, it's, it gives high productivity and performance particularly in all spheres of life, whether it's for personal, industry, or organizations. In short, it's the engine room for economic development. Mm. All right, so can you briefly tell us the role of the ITF in the development of skills that Nigeria's workforce solely needs? Uh, the role of the Industrial Training Fund is enshrined in its mandate. And this mandate uh, the ITF is to provide, meaning we give skills, we train for skills, and we ensure that skills are acquired. We also encourage organizations, individuals, agencies, and whatever that they need to provide skills. 
and we promote it through sensitization to enable people to understand that the need for them to be skilled, not just to have knowledge, but to be skilled and competent. And so the ITF has this mandate of promoting, providing, and encouraging the acquisition of skills for provision of a pool of indigenous manpower that will meet the needs of the economy. Okay, what are the various skill acquisition and training activities the ITF is involved in? The ITF, since its inception, has been in the forefront of skills acquisition. And um, that has been our goal, and we have vigorously pursued it. In the past few years, since the assumption of the current uh, government as the management under Sir Joseph Ari, we have gone into interventions. Uh, these are programs that are to fix what is urgently required in the sectors uh, so that it, the, the, the economy will move. And this program involves the National Industrial Skills Development Program, which is targeting youths in the country from ages 18 to 35, both men and women. Uh, we also have the Construction Skills uh, Empowerment Program, which deals with the construction industry. We also have what we talk especially for gender, women. Women Empowerment Program that deals in agriculture, in garment making, tailoring, catering, and so on. We also have those that have challenge, the physically challenged. Programs are also earmarked for them, which is called the Step C, and we give them opportunities to develop their potentials there. And we also have programs that we call Passion to Profession. People might be trained in a different skill, but have a passion for a particular trade. And so we also provide those opportunities for youth to be engaged in such a program. And so many others, information technology, so many traits, over 35 traits that are being uh, provided. Okay, now let's get to know how effective your trainings have been in filling the knowledge and skills gaps in the country. Yes, we have provided and we have ensured that these skills acquired are utilized. And for us to know that they are being utilized, we did a tracer study as tracking of the graduates that have benefited from the program. And for the four years that we have been tracking, 80% and above are self-employed, meaning they are contributing meaningfully into the economy. There are those that have been employed by other organizations in the industries and other individuals. And so a lot of them are now entrepreneurs, engaging others to work for them. So they are lubricating the economy, the system is moving, and a lot of them that would have been on the street are now fully, fully engaged in meaningful activities. Beyond the classroom, how can graduates acquire the much-needed skills required to facilitate employment? Um, for the ITF, because I am involved with the ITF, and that is our mandate, for graduates, they have the knowledge, meaning they have all the theoretical knowledge, but the hands-on 
is where we have issues. And so for graduates to be able to do, you know, to bridge this gap, they can come for our skills upgrading programs, skills broadening, that's if you have a competent, uh, competency level, you can show up, you can add up, and you can also acquire additional competence or skills in different areas that will complement what you have. And we also do what we call reskilling, meaning you don't have the skill in that area. You have been trained, but you can go back and reskill yourself in a different trade. So graduates can have that opportunity with the Industrial Training Fund, and they can also get professional certifications in these uh, programs, uh, trade areas that they are interested in, and internship. We advocate for internship for graduates. You have the knowledge, you don't have the skills, you can go for internship. Those are some of the areas that uh, they can bridge those gaps, especially in our skills, uh, industrial skills training centers that are across the country. All right. Uh, there'll be more to talk about, but we'll have to take a break at this point. Um, do stay with us, listener. We shall be right back. Mama Shakara, this your shabby city shine on. And how don't fit? How manage? Ah, my sister. Now, Brightex white detergent, oh. Brightex detergent, not the fade cloth at all at all. And if they wash cloth clean, well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and too? No, you know the chop and do. And it's good for washing machine too. Eh? Mama Shakara, me too now. Brightex detergent, I go to use to wash all my clothes now so that I go to shine, shine and scent, scent and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex White Detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Welcome back. This is the NASCO Moments Show. My name is Fudun Gang. Today we're talking about skills acquisition and the Industrial Training Fund's success story. Our guest is craftswoman Lami Sele Dakwak, the director technical vocational skills training department ITF headquarters now we'll be getting back to the conversation uh, do tell us what in what practical ways schools and government can act to bridge the knowledge and skills gap among Nigerian graduates practical ways for schools first is to create what we call vocational clubs or technical clubs engineering clubs science clubs that will enable the pupils, students to be engaged in particular tra- you know, training and have avenues to put forward their potentials. Secondly, the extracurricular activities in the schools can be geared not just towards just sports, they can be geared towards innovations, development, technology development, you know, inventions. You know, kids have very good ways of showing some of their skills in those areas. Secondly, for government, it goes with the educational policy. The policy must be stated in specific terms, particularly in respect to skills acquisition. Unfortunately, in the country, we don't have a national skills policy, but I know uh, the federal government has set up committees to look into that it's been worked on. Um, the policy on education must be stated particularly for skills. And the curriculum in the schools 
must be changed to be demand driven not you know supply driven meaning what does the industry need this is what it requires the school will not provide such and in order to be effective in the school the curriculum should be structured in such a way that the methodology of implementation should be 70-30 70% hands-on which is practical while 30% theory currently is the reverse we have 70 theory 30% practicals so government will have to deliberately take steps to redirect the methodology in training the policy on education and the curriculum mm. certainly that's something that uh, has to change seeing the way our economy is growing now considering the covid-19 pandemic and the slowdown of the nigerian economy what activities has ITF been involved in since the emergence of the pandemic? Yes, the pandemic has created a lot of ups and downs, challenges, but to us there are opportunities. And because of that, we have gone into a lot of sensitization of both our staff, our community, and our stakeholders. Secondly, the ITF deliberately went into you know, providing for the staff itself face marks, the staff produce these face marks themselves because they have been trained and they produce that. They've also gone into uh, production of hand sanitizers, which we have gone even up to NAVDAC to require for certification, approval. And apart from that, in order to meet our stakeholders' needs, because face-to-face -face contact in industry is becoming a bit difficult, and so we have developed what we call the e-learning platform where stakeholders can log in and assess programs that we, can, we have developed. Some of them are on re-engineering of the workplace because the COVID has changed the narrative on the workplace. Secondly, we have also gone into even uh, providing free programs on occupational health, safety, and environment for stakeholders. There are a number of other programs that we have done. Still, we still provide the skills training. And this we do, observing all the NCDC uh, protocols, in arranging for practicals, which is done in phases, small groups of five, 10, in large space, so that practicals, hands-on, will still be uh, provided. Okay, it's certainly important to continue with the practical uh, lessons. Now, how can individuals and organizations take advantage of these training programs? Well, um, opportunities are out there. One is for everyone to go on our website, access it, and see the programs that we have. They are all outlined there. Uh, particularly on uh, industrial skills training program uh, centers. They are in Kanu, they are in Lagos, Katsina, Niger, uh, Jaws, we have here in Jaws. We also have in Abuja, we have in Kogidas, in Lokoja. People can access these centers. We have varied number of traits that they can have um, take advantage of leverage on it and be trained. 
And we also have a partnership, a public-private partnership with the Nigerian Employers Consultative Association, NECA. Uh, very soon, these programs will be rolled out from June, and they are going to be placed on newspapers. We, they, will, they are going to be on air, as on the radio, TV. And so I encourage everybody to look out, to be on the lab, to look out for those uh, information. And they can access through, uh, for Plato, through Plasmida, with the industrial training firm works with Plasmida, in the form uh, to recruit as an agency of government in the state. And they can also visit the area offices nationwide. All our offices are accessible and they will provide them with this information that they need. What are the requirements and cost implications for those who wish to seek or acquire these skills? Well, requirements are open depending on what you need. We run modular programs, meaning you have a certificate and you just want to have a competency level in a particular trade area. That's a model. You can access that at a subsidized fee in any of our skill centers. You can also, you know, um, visit these centers and enroll. We are not very strict on qualification. It is what you need. But we require that you should be able to read and write. That is the basic a requirement and commitment because it's not for you to just come register and you are not committed uh, we have different stages of the programs that suit every individual at a particular level but what idea for someone who wants to know if he can afford the training how affordable is it it's very very affordable we even have what we call the uh, school children's program on holiday boot camps which to students come in for as low as 5,000, 10,000 to learn a trade, to learn a skill uh, is graduated we have for 50,000, 30,000 70,000 we even have up to 500 it depends on the skill level that you want to acquire because it comes with a certification. Each of these programs comes with a competency level certification. And the competency level certification affords the individual opportunity to be employed or for him to be on his own. Interesting. Now, as we end the show, what final words can you afford the listener? Skills is only the show we. Uh, like my DG will always say, in skills is S K I L L. If you remove the S in skills, is what? If you remove the S and K, you leave the I and L L is ill, meaning the economy will be sick. If you further remove the S and leave the K, what will you have? Kill. Meaning, you don't have skills, you can kill the system. It therefore means that skills will be the currency of this century. 
and the next centuries to come. Skills will be that. And we have seen it with the COVID that has come. People are now working at home. If you don't have the skills in ICT, it's a problem. So I want to advise and encourage everyone. Don't be satisfied with what you have. Seek for improvement on your skills, particularly on your competency levels, because it affords you opportunities that are out there that you may not know. Thank you so much, Craftswoman Sela Dakwak, for this very educative session. Uh, listener, we have been listening to the Director, Technical Vocational Skills Training Department, ITF Headquarters. We have to end the show here. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Uh, listener, you can follow NASCO's social media handles for information that will certainly be important to you, I'm sure. You can also visit www.facebook.com slash Follow the program on Twitter. The handle is at NASCOGU. We also encourage you to send your feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Women's Radio Show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. The NASCO Women's Trivia Question for this week is... What year was the Industrial Training Fund established in Nigeria and what was the purpose of its establishment? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777 and include your full name and exact location. Last week our question was, in what year was the Nursing Council of Nigeria established? The answer is 1947 and we have two winners. Dokat Gofuen from Faraka and Sati Peter from Dadinkoa. Congratulations. We'll call you and tell you how to claim your NASCO gift basket. The NASCO Moments Radio Talk Show has been brought to you by NASCO Group. It was created by Unimark Limited, Marketing Communications Consultants, Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department, Producer Harun Audu. Research and Content Development, Chris Hammond and Harun Audu. Production coordinators Solomon Audu, Deborah Galadima, and Alex Ruben. Until next time, stay safe. Remember to always wash your hands, wear face masks in public, practice social distancing, and always carry hand sanitizers with you. As always, my name is Hudun Gyang, and this is NASCO Moments.